0: So we, we all need more wisdom in life, like I need to be more wise, I need God's wisdom every single day. Everything that I go through, trials, tribulations, watch this, even the good times, the bad times, I still need wisdom. And so that's what we're looking at here for the next several weeks in the book of Proverbs, looking at some those golden nuggets of wisdom, but first got to tell you guys a story. Can we turn the house lights on too? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Here we're gonna start service completely over today. Man, you gotta have fun with this sometimes, right? Jeez. Okay, cool. So, and and let me tell you this story. This this has been the last two weeks of my life have been just a whirlwind. You guys ever gone through a season like that? Like, you don't know whether you're coming, you're going. You know, you wake up and you're not sure what in the world's gonna happen that day. You go to bed and you're not sure what in the world you just did that day, right? And so the last two weeks for me have been just crazy. I've been here and there. I've been traveling all over the place. And uh, this past week, um, after our Sunday morning service, I traveled to Baltimore, went to our camp meeting uh, there, left Monday, came back home. Tuesday, I got to hang out at the church for a minute. You know what I mean? And then Wednesday morning, got back up, and I had to go to West Virginia. My mom had a surgeries, a lot of tests, procedures done. I just want to give God glory and praise because everything came back excellent for my mother. And... Uh, I'm so very thankful for that. And, um, but, so, luckily I was by myself on this trip, right? And you'll understand why in a minute, all right? It was just me. I didn't have any of my kids with me. Whew. You know, I watched 10 episodes of Blue Bloods, right? And watched probably seven or eight episodes of Bonanza. I didn't even know that show existed anymore. You know, you say, why did you do that? Because I had to take care of dad, and I'm sitting here watching that, you know, because that's what he likes. I'm like, Dad, seriously, there's, there's other shows, you know? And uh, sorry, if you like that, good for you. Don't invite me over when it comes on. All right. So anyway, so, so you know, going through all of that stuff. And, and so Wednesday, or hold on, what day is this? Today's Sunday. You're here. I'm here. All right. So yesterday, I, I planned on leaving at a decent time to get home. And uh, you ever wake up in the middle of the night and you just got so much on your mind, right? Yeah, all of us, we, we're, we're there. I'm, I'm, believe me, I'm there right now, Okay. And uh, so, you know, woke up yesterday morning at like 3.50. Why 3.50? I don't know, but I looked at my phone and it said 3.50. And I, I said, you know what? I feel pretty good right now. Have you ever fallen back asleep and then woke up feeling kind of miserable? Right, groggy, angered, temporal, right? You know, temperamental, all that stuff. And I thought to myself, I've got like an eight and a half hour right ahead of me. I better, you know what? I'm feeling good. I'm just gonna get up and go. So here's what I did. I'm at my brother's house, staying there. Got up, got ready, out the door by 4.20 in the morning. Didn't say bye to anybody. Like 8.30, my brother texted me like, what in the world time did you leave? You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't like you. That's why I didn't say bye. No, no, just kidding. Just kidding. I just wanted to get home. And uh, so, so I'm traveling and I'm trying to beat traffic. Trying to beat the beach traffic. Sorry for all of those of you who are visiting from other areas and you came across the bridge, Okay we might've been in the same line together. I don't know. But so, so we get, I get up about a mile before the toll booth uh, at at the Bay bridge and it's packed. I mean, you know, you got seven, eight lanes packed as they're going, you know, into the tolls and I'm, and, and watch this. When I left Wednesday, I got halfway like to to the bridge and I said, I forgot my easy pass. This is not going to work well for me. You know, So I gotta make sure I leave early to come home. So anyway, so I'm traveling and I'm, I'm, there's no traffic. I'm beating everything. I'm praising God for no traffic. And then I hit a wall of it. And I go, really God, where are you? (laughs) Seriously, Lord, you know? So, so I'm in the traffic and, and you know, this is bad. You ever find people like cut in line and you just want to like wring their neck? You do, don't you? Come on now. Don't you ain't, don't act like you're holy. All right. And so here I am, like four cars to the booth and this red Mustang comes up, comes up beside me and I'm in my truck and I'm like, uh-uh, not today, not today. <laughs> right. And he's looking at me and I'm like, don't make, I don't make, I don't, don't make darn it. You know, and I looked and he's like, thank you ahead of time. You know, and I'm like, well, I'm a pastor, got to do the right things. I didn't want to. So I let him, I let him get in, right? And, and I'm just, ah, ah, you know, ah, he should have waited like I waited. He came up along the shoulder and all this stuff, ah, you know? And so I get up to the toll booth and I go to, you know, cause I waited forever because I, you know, the easy Pass is in my wife's vehicle, not in mine. Okay. I love her. And uh, so I, I get up to the toll booth and I, I, I hand the money out to, to pay for, you know, for the, for the toll. And the lady looks at me and goes, oh, the, the gentleman in front of you paid your toll. Now, now I felt kind of bad because I had some other thoughts toward that, ge- that gentleman. And so I, here's what I said. You know what? First thought was, I got cash. I can go to Chick-fil-A when I get on the other side. You know, come on. Every true Christian says that, all right? And, and, so, I, and, and so the second thought was, God, show favor on that guy because he just blessed me. Thank you so much, Lord, and, and all of this. You know, sometimes... When we show generosity, it's not because we're showing it and and doing something for someone else. I'm going to kill what often goes through our minds, that we're showing generosity to help somebody. But what you're truly doing is you're looking and you're taking care of yourself. And we're going to look at that biblically this morning. You know, Proverbs is full of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 says this. And this is our key verse. Wisdom is what? Somebody tell me. It's supreme. What does that mean? That means wisdom is on the top of the list. Like God is saying this in this verse, this is one of the best things you can pray for. This is one of the biggest things you can go after, right? He says, wisdom is supreme. Therefore, and I love this. Look at your neighbor and say, get wise. Get wise. You know why I chose to do that and have you say that? Because most of you, good many of you are married and that's a good moment there to, to let some frustration out toward your spouse so get wise. It says, though it costs all you have, get understanding. Wisdom is different from knowledge. Understand this. Wisdom is knowing something, or, or excuse me, knowledge is knowing something. It's knowing about something, but wisdom is knowing how to live it out. All right. Knowing how to live it If you study the book of Proverbs, you'll see within the first nine chapters, it talks a lot about the importance of wisdom. Then chapter 10, it kind of goes off, and it's just like these one-liners all throughout the remainder of the book, 31 chapters of it, like kind of little tidbits of wisdom. So what we're going to do today is we're going to look into a piece of wisdom that I believe could absolutely change the way you show your generosity or maybe start some generosity within your life. Here's some words in the Bible. The word believe, you can write this down. I I thought it was a pretty cool statistic. I didn't put it in your notes, but the word believe is used 272 times. All right. The word pray is used 371 times. The word love, you would almost think this would be the most, but it's not, is used 714 times. But the word give or generosity, it's used 2,161 times all throughout scripture. So we understand that obviously this is a topic that is extremely important when it comes to God. I mean, one of the most famous scriptures of all throughout the text is what? For God so loved the world that what did he do? He what? Gave. Gave, which means what? He freely released, freely gave up something. All right. In other words, no strings attached to it. I, I don't believe that we have to prod people to be generous, but rather we need to be shown how we can be generous and that by being generous, what we're really doing is falling in line with more of God's character and more of God's attributes. I mean, we understand that we were made in his likeness or in what? Our image. And the hour there is speaking of what? The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Taking on all three persons of the Trinity. Okay? And so if we are taking on this and then we as Christ followers are accepting Christ within our lives, we are accepting a generosity that we need to allow to, 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 that has been given to us, but now to reflect from us. All right. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 says this, one person gives freely yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Now I'm not a, I'm not a pastor that is a prosperity. I don't preach a prosperity message. I believe in God's provision. I mean, after all, if the only thing that you ever receive within your life is Jesus Christ, that's more than enough. Know that. That is more than enough. But I think that all of us in this room today, we would love for God to just, what, shower us in blessing. We would love to sh- God for to shower us and, and to take care of, what, us in provision. Most scriptures within the Bible on generosity don't try to motivate us for those On the receiving end. In other words, the the majority of the scriptures that are spoken of in the Bible, it's not what the person received on the receiving end. It's what the person received on the giving end. When a person figures out how to live their life to where they are giving their life away to others. And I'm not talking about money here. It makes you better. I want to repeat that to you again. When a person figures out how to live their life to where they are giving their life away to others, it makes you better. In other words, when you live your life by giving away and, and helps, it actually enhances your life. All right, we're going to take a look at a couple things here this morning and, and, and um, things of what the Bible says, what Proverbs says about generous people. Now we have three words within our vision statement here at this church, and they are this, learning, passion, and excellence. I'm gonna break them down for you real fast. Learning, what are we learning? We're learning the word of God. We're learning the scriptures of God. We're gaining knowledge on the scriptures of God. Why is that important? Because until you know it, until you are learning it and you're allowing it to be applied to your life, then you're able to respond in a in a a uh, a form of passion or a form of emotion that follows learning something. I've now it's kind of like this. Rushing into a relationship without knowing the person always ends up in a failure. Got a couple of yeses, got a couple of amens on that one, right? Rushing into a relationship with a person without learning about them first, always results in a failure. For Who's single? Look around, hook up with somebody. No, I'm just kidding, you know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. I'm just, that's stupid. That's some words of wisdom for you right there. But what we often do is we act out of the emotion and then later on go to find out more about it. And usually what happens? Nothing. Nothing good ever comes from that. But when we allow ourselves to become educated and learning of the knowledge of scriptures, then we can flow into a passionate side that always equals into what? Striving for excellence in it. It's kind of like my wife and I, all right? We we, we got to know each other we got engaged, we got married, and now she's striving for excellence, because I'm already there. (laughs) She'll kill me later. That's okay. When we do this, and what I feel is a proper order of uh, acknowledging the word of God and, and allowing ourselves to be educated within the scriptures, then we're able to respond outwardly appropriately which drives us to live our life in a spirit of excellence. Now, none of us are going to be perfect in everything that we do. There's a difference between striving and then perfection. What we are doing is we're trying, we're we're going after the things of God. And luckily, he has so much compassion and grace for us that he knows that you're never going to fully fulfill the excellent part, but you're striving for it. And so when we are learning... And becoming passionate about things. Then we're looking to strive that, to live that excellent life which will allow us to live the attributes, the characteristics of God. And one of those is simply being generous. Now here's what generous people are. I've never seen somebody who gives stuff away who is unhappy. Generous people are happy. Think about that. They're happy. Have you ever bought something from a child? Now I think the elementary school has this down perfect. They understand this. All right. Have you ever had these elementary school students? I've got two of them now. So we get hit double time. My in-laws get hit double time, right? Some of you have gotten hit double time from it. Where's our PTA president? We can thank her for this. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. But what, what, what has happened? Fundraisers come home and you see this little kid and they're knocking on your door or you're getting a phone call from their parent going, we got, we got, they need more money again. You know what I mean? And, and you can't say no to them, right? You just, you love them, especially if they're yours. You love them, right? And so what are you? You're happy. You're giving to that. I've never met somebody who gave me anything and did it reluctantly. Most of the time when you have ever given someone something, it's because you wanted to or you thrive for it. You are excited about doing so. The Bible tells us generous people, what? They're happy. They live a happy life. Um, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25 says this A generous person will prosper, not meaning money here, but pushing forward rather. Okay? In other words, like if you feel like you're lagging within life, generosity will help propel you forward. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be what? Okay, can we we say, Whoever refreshes others. Others will be what? Refreshed. Who in here could be refreshed? Who in here could use some of that within their life? It's one of those questions where just think it to yourself, you know what I'm saying? But who in here, could could you stand some refreshing in your life? Well, what does the Bible say? The Bible tells us that a generous person, what? A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Let's take a look at this. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 26. Some people are always greedy for more, but I love this, but the godly love to give. The godly love to give. You know, we are a church here that we, I, I, I'm, I'm very happy, excited, uh, the direction that God's taking us. I'm so excited that we are able to impact people's lives. You know, we, we have a, a benevolence ministry here where we're able to, 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 to bless people within, you know, rent and house payments and um, uh, electric bills and, 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 and food, and, and, and if there's need for clothing, we're able to do that. Why? Because of your generosity. Because it's you are following this biblical example that God is laying before us. We're able to have, a, like the, many of you in here this morning, you've got a cup that's got a sleeve on it that says Shinkatig Church of God. Watch this, we don't charge for a thing on that. Why do we do that? Because we want you to receive something back for what? Your generosity, what you give. You know, I love it. And, and we're coming up, you know, well, not, not yet, but in the fall is our big time where we really do a lot for, for our community. We're able to do Thanksgiving baskets for families who are in need in our surrounding area. Why? Because of your generosity. And you know what? I... I, I couple years back, I didn't have the opportunity to really deliver those meals. But for the last two years, I've had the opportunity to help in delivering those meals. And you know, I don't do it reluctantly. I love it. Because when you go knock on that door, and somebody answers that door, and they're in need at that moment, and you're able to present that to them. And that joy that comes up, there is nothing like that. Some of us, we're, we're, we're not happy right now. We're not full of excitement. We're not full of joy. Start giving. Those scriptures clearly indicate to us what happens when we give. I love it that we're able to do our angel tree ministry here for Christmas time, where we, we get names of families and, and the kids in the families, they, they write down their wish lists of what they want. And I don't, I'm not sure, but I think everything on those lists goes to those families. Why are we able to do that? Because of you, because of your generosity. You know, throughout the winter months, we do uh, soup and sandwiches, I think it is, to, to different families. On, on, I think it's like a Tuesday a month or something like that. I, I forget. Why are we able to do that? Because of your generosity. Are you seeing the pattern here? When we are giving, others are being blessed. But look around you. We're being blessed. I love that we're able to do what we call a first Wednesday. How many of you have come to a first Wednesday meal before? You can raise your hand on this one. Some of you, you're, you're just, you're unsure. I'm not sure. All right. That is a tremendous ministry that we're able to present to this community and to our church. Why? Because of your giving. It's a free meal for anybody who comes here. I love that we're able to give. Generous, generous people are happy People. All right, here we go. Number two, the generous are compassionate. In other words, compassionate people are tuned into people who are in need. In other words, they can see the injustice. They're looking for that moment where they can interact into someone else's life. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 7 says this, The righteous care. The righteous what? They care. Let me say that again. The righteous, what do they do? They care. Care about justice for the poor, but the wicked have no such concern. Thank God for the church as a whole. Thank God that we're able to do these ministries that I just kind of laid out before you. And there's many more things that we do that that I didn't even even uh, talk about. But we understand that what generous people are, compassionate people. There are people that see a need and they're ready, willing and ready to step in there to help in every way that they possibly can. Pastor, why are you teaching us on this? This is something that we never hardly even brush across sometimes. We're always looking for the goosebump and the, and the shout and the woo moment. But we forget about these moments where we need to be taught these attributes of God and they help you in your everyday life to live a more rounded Christian life. Flow, so, to speak, all right. Now, number three, I love this. The generous, they're blessed. Let me ask you this who wants to live a blessed life? There you go. We all, every hand in this room, shooting up. We want to live a blessed life. Well, we understand that the generous are blessed. The Bible is very strong in that it says that if you do this, God is going to. To bless you, all right. Now let's let, let me let me throw this out there. Proverbs chapter twenty two verse nine says this: "Blessed are those who are generous. Why? Because they feed the poor." Proverbs chapter twenty eight verse twenty seven or chapter twenty verse twenty seven says, "Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing." In other words, if you are that kind of person, that God is going to make sure that you have plenty, so that you can keep on giving. Not necessarily for you, but so that you can keep on doing more. It's not what, God, what can you give me today for, because of the works that I have done? That's not what this is about. This is so that God is enabling you to be a vessel that can interact and, and to do and to more, more people's lives. In Luke, it talks about, Jesus says the words um, of, of what? Press down, shaken together, and running over. The whole part of the running over is simply for the, for the simple fact of all those around you who, who will be then what? Blessed because of your obedience. I have never found someone who was obedient to God and those around them not being blessed themselves. Think about that for a moment, that statement when people are doing the right things and we are being obedient and scripturally we are taking care of one another through generosity, then that's when that press down, shaking together and running over effect happens within our lives. And those that we surround ourselves with are now what? Being blessed themselves. We are not generous because of what we get back, but it's so that we can bless others with. All right, here we go. Number 4. The generous. I love this. Right? This is what you this is what you really want right here. This is what you're looking for. I mean, you go to work, why do you go to work? To be rewarded. How are you rewarded? With a paycheck, right? Absolutely. All right, here we go. Number 4, the fourth one. The generous are rewarded. Rewarded. This one should motivate us. One day I want to stand before God And I want to hear those words, what, well done, my good and faithful servant. One day we will all stand before, and we will have to give an account because God is watching this. Please know that there's nothing that you can ever do to deserve the salvation. There's no work that you can do that can save you. That comes through what? Acceptance of Jesus Christ. But there is an award ceremony one day. We understand that, you know, at the judgment seat of Christ, that moment is a reward judgment. It's a moment where, you know, if, if you get nothing else, you, you can always understand this, that Jesus was enough. But in this moment, we, we read about in the scriptures where what rewards or crowns are giving to the saints. In this moment, that's where that comes into effect. Now, you know, I, I, I go in here sometimes into the Puddle Jumpers class, and I love that Puddle Jumpers ministry. I love all of our ministries, but you know, that, that, one, that one hits me so hard because I have a little boy named Caden. He's five years old, and oftentimes he'll be, I, I might have said this before, he'll be in the house somewhere playing with a toy by himself, and he'll just start singing the songs that they sing in our puddle jumpers ministry. And I go, man, they're getting something. Something's happening there. But I noticed that what they do is, is they got like this attendance thing and they get rewards for coming to church. If your kid's not getting a reward for coming to church, it's because you're not bringing them. Can I throw that in there for a second? That was good. I didn't even plan that one. That one hit somebody right in the heart, right? We all want to be rewarded. We want to be rewarded for what for a job well done. Proverbs 19, 17 says, if you help the poor, watch this. You are what? You are lending to God, and then he will do something. He will repay you. In other words, whenever you do this, God's saying, I'm keeping record of it. And I'm going to pay you back. When? At that judgment seat of Christ where those rewards are handed out. In fact, Jesus talks all about it uh, in, in Revelations chapter 22, verse 12, one of his last statements in Scripture. He says, look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their, what? Deeds. And so that really flows into living a legacy life. I talk a lot about the legacy life. And the reason why I talk about it is simply because of this statement. What are people going to remember of you when you have passed away. What are you leaving? That should be that thought that provoking enough to cause us to begin to do what? An inventory of how we're responding. How we're reacting. How we are leading. How we are living. How we are treating our children or our grandchildren. How we're treating our friends. How we are treating God. What are people going to remember you by? A legacy life is not focused on the temporal, but it's focused on the eternal. Let's check this out. Psalm 112 verse 9 says this. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. What is that? That's a legacy life right there. They will have influence and honor. Psalm 112 uh, verses 5 through 6 says, Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely. Who conduct their affairs with what? Justice. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered what? Forever. That's another passage there reflecting the legacy life. The goal today is to stir within you to live your life in such a way that you are willing to give your life away. That you're willing to go above and beyond to make sure others are being taken care of. Our help. There's so many different ways that we can show the generosity so many different avenues of which you can show generosity in. I, I love this. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7 says, Since you excel in so many ways in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us, I want you to excel also in the gracious act of giving. In other words, you're so good at so many things. Be known for this. What are you good at? Think about that statement for a second. So many people think, "Well, I'm not a good communicator. I could never preach." Why? Well, I, I, I get it. I'm not a good singer, and I can never sing. I never forget Miss Winnie. I got to tell you this story. I said that one day, and, uh, in, in a message, and, and uh, she was sitting. She sits right where she sat, and I, I stand right there. And that was one of those. I was blaring away a song. I was in the moment. You know what I'm talking about? You've been in that moment where you're just like, I don't, I forgot everybody was around me. And I made that statement. And then after church, she came up to me and she's like, Pastor Kevin, that's so true. That's so true. God bless honesty. Jeez. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse 11 says, you will be what? Enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So i got four quick thoughts I'm going to throw at you real quick. Number one, here's some things that you can do. You can be generous with your time. How many know time is valuable? I have experienced that the last two weeks like crazy. Time is valuable. For many of us, it's the most valuable commodity that we have, even more so than what money is. I mean, think about this. There's people here today who are parking cars, playing an instrument, singing, not me, teaching, taking care of your kids, right? Taking care of the babies. There's people in here who are making sure that you've got coffee and that you've got pastries. There's people who have printed off outlines and bulletins. There's people, watch this, who who are putting things up on the screens and people who are running sound. There are people in here who are doing so much. And if I forgot one area, forgive me, don't, don't, don't murder me later, right? But there's, so, there's people in here, when this is over, will come in here to pick up the trash. There are so many ways that we could be generous within our time. We think generosity only applies to money, but it doesn't. It applies to time. I remember uh, this, this past week, I got to spend Uh, Roughly three days with mom and dad. They live eight and a half hours away. I see them once or twice a year. And I sat there with them. And even though we were watching Blue Bloods and Bonanza, they were absolutely content and happy and thrilled that I was there, that I took time to hang out with them. And it made me feel bad for a minute. Because I was like, I don't want to be watching these TV shows. I got better things to do with my time. Are you following me? There's so much more we can be doing. Watch this. Generous people are generous with our talents. Some of you could be thinking, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not very talented. Yes, you are. Ephesians chapter four, the Bible says that to each Christian, grace has been given. What I want you to understand, the Greece, uh, or the word grace um, in, in the Greek is kairos, which means a spiritual gift or divine enablement. In other words, you've been given by God something that you are good at. You know, I I can talk. That's a blessing and a cursing sometimes. I can talk to a wall and hopefully it answers me back. You know what I mean? But we are all blessed with different things and how we can use what God has given us to bless other people, to do ministry, to help others. All right, Number, number three, generous People are generous with our touch. Something as simple as impacting someone's life. Have you ever received a text message or a phone call from someone and just said, hey, I'm just checking on you? Has that ever impacted your life before? Sometimes it's as if that comes at the most opportune time, doesn't it? Hey, you know what? I'm praying for you right now. I don't know why I'm sending you this, but I'm just, you're on my mind, so I'm praying for you. You know what? Hey, hey, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? How's things going? How's your struggle? What can I pray with you about? How can I help you through this difficult season? Hey, what, do, do you need to talk? You just want to talk? Hey, can we just hang out for a bit? I, you, you've been on my mind. I just, for some reason, I want to hang out. You know, we, we think that these things don't mean a lot, but they do. These are moments, I I know within my life that I've had those moments where, you know, I wasn't feeling it and somebody come up to me or somebody call me or somebody send me a text and I go, man, you know what? God, thank you, because I needed that right now. I absolutely needed that. God, you are still in control. Even when I think you're so far away and you're not seeing my my cry, you're not seeing my hurt, you're not seeing my problem, Lord, you are and you're sending people in my life to show how real you you really are. There's nothing like that. A smile. Give somebody a, I, Some of y'all need to look in the mirror and give a smile. Can everybody just smile real quick? Just fake it. I don't care. Smile. That means a lot to people. Smile. You ever had somebody come up to you and you're like, I'm going the other way. I'm going the other way, right? But when somebody comes up to you and you're like, hey, what's up? And you're like, oh, you know what? Yeah, what's up? What's going on? I'm open to you right now. That's a way that we can touch somebody within our lives. So how about this? How about um, sympathize? Man, I know what you're going through. I get it. I've been there, done that. I've wrote the novel. i wrote the book. I know the instructions far too well. Let me tell you my experience, but then let me tell you what God did through it. Sympathizing with people. How about this? Um, Like I said before, speaking up, sending that text, sending that note, sending that phone call. Showing somebody that you truly care. I love this. How about serve? You see a need, fill it. You see a need in someone's life, go there. Do what you can to help them out. To fill that need. How about this one? Sacrifice. Do something that's going to cost you something. You want to be generous? Do something that stretches you. You know... It's like, man, I could do that, but if I do that, it's really gonna make me short or it's gonna, gonna, my time is so valuable. Man, if you start questioning yourself, do it, do it. I like to say that's the Holy Spirit speaking to us. That's God leading. Look, the devil doesn't want you to bless anybody. He doesn't want you to be a voice of encouragement. He doesn't want you to show sympathy and understanding. He doesn't want you to show a smile. He doesn't want you to sacrifice for someone else. Because he knows the moment you do it, not only does it impact that person, but God says, I've got rewards for you that you may not see now, but you will see later. I always come back to that scripture in my mind. I always think of it when, when Jesus said it in Luke pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I want God to use me to be able to impact others and bless them in their lives because of our obedience. All right, here we go. Number four, last one. Generous with our treasure. What does that mean? Take what you have that is extra and say, Lord, what would you have me do? What would you have me do? Watch this, Luke chapter six, verse 38. Here it comes, that scripture. Give, and it will be given to you. What? A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you you use, it will be measured to you. If that's the case, God, I want to figure out ways that you can do this. I want to figure out ways, God, that I can show generosity to other people. I want to show ways, Lord, that I can be generous to people through what, my time. Through what? Through, through smile, through sympathizing, through genuinely showing that I care. You know, last week, here's what we talked about. We talked about four things. We talked about the simple. And, and, and uh I learned that some of you are actually nicknamed simpleton also in your family. I'm not the only one. We learned about the fool. What was the fool? The fool was the individual who learned but refused to do. Then we learned about the scoffer or the mocker. Who was that? That was the one who learned what to do, refused to do it, and then criticized others for doing it. And then the fourth one we learned was the wise. Now, this morning, according to our vision statement, you have just learned through scripture what generosity means, how generosity can impact your life and those all around you. So you can no longer be considered as a simpleton, as someone who doesn't know about it. But now you have a choice. Are you gonna be a fool? Are you gonna be one that has now learned about it and knows what to do, but then chooses to still not do it? Are you gonna be the scoffer or the mocker? The one who has learned it, chooses not to do it, but then will criticize or make fun of others for doing it? Or will you take what has been given to you and be like the wise and do what God is instructing us? Do what God is leading you to do. I want you to stand with me this morning. A statement of wisdom I think for all of us is that the value of life isn't determined by how much I achieve, or accumulate, but by how much of my life I give away, that I give away. The greatest thing, the show of generosity in your life that has ever been shown was Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. No greater act of generosity than what God gave for God so loved the world that he what gave his only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. The greatest thing ever given to you was Jesus Christ. And today my prayer is that every one of us in this room are serving him because you cannot live a life of generosity according to the scriptures without him first. It's absolutely impossible. You could go through seasons of generosity but not reap or sow what God has for you or harvest what God has for you if you don't have Jesus. So I want every head bow every I closed close this morning and I want to ask that question. If you're here today and you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is that day. Today is the day that everything changes. Today is the day that you can give your life to Him in this moment. If that's you, I just want you to slip your hand up. You see that hand, awesome. Awesome, see that one, fantastic. Let's pray this prayer together as a church. Lord Jesus, today I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins, lead me Lord, direct me in all ways in Jesus name amen can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise for that moment amen 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 but now here's where it comes down for you and I it's simply this I need to live my life more generous I do this hit me hard this week as I was going through it I need to be a more generous person. I need to, when I see the need, jump in there and help the need. I need to not do it for what I can get out of it, which I know that God has got plenty to do, but I need to be obedient to God's Holy Spirit, his leading when he speaks. We understand what happens to the scriptures that we read today to those who are generous. And that reward is fantastic. That is awesome. But you know, one of the things that I struggle with is, God, how can I be generous in that moment? Like, what is it, Lord, that you can use in me to show generosity in someone's life? We went through a couple of those today. Time, smiling at people, sending a note, a text message, a phone call. What's going on? How you doing? What's up? So many different ways of showing generosity than just the wallet. But that's also another way. That God allows us and gives us an opportunity to do it. So my prayer today is for us as a church, is that God help us to be more generous, help us to be able to give more, to help people more. Because watch this, when we're doing that, we're showing Jesus Christ. Let me let, me, let, me let you hear that again. When we're doing that, we're showing Jesus Christ. We're showing the example of him. Let's pray. Father, I love you. And I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for the encouragement, for the challenge, really, that you have given us through your scriptures. And that you, Lord, showing us and challenging us to be a generous people, a generous church. God, you've equipped us with so many, in so many ways. You've equipped us in, in our everyday influence. You've equipped us monetarily, Lord. You've equipped us spiritually, God. You've equipped us with so much and Father help us take what you have given us our talents and our abilities in order to be generous toward others because God we understand that generous people are happy we understand Lord that generous people are compassionate God we understand that generous people are caring so God we want those attributes in our lives I want them in my life. I know, Lord, that they want them in their life. So God, my prayer today is help us. Show us opportunities to be generous. Show us how we can be generous. And Father, may we be obedient to that, God. Allow your Holy Spirit to speak to us in such a way, God, that it drives us to the point, Lord, that all we want to do is be able to give, 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 so that, God, others can be drawn to you ultimately. Father, we know, I know, God, that when we are doing this, that we are lining up with what your plan, your purpose, and your will is for our lives. So God, help us to be a generous people. God, as we leave this place today, maybe take the word that you have given us, the challenge that's laid before us. Maybe, God, that we accept that challenge, walk out of these doors, and start making an impact in people's lives. And God, as the psalmist said, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, Amen.